This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Thanks for taking the time to download this podcast on tonight's show. Natalie Nabdul with me in the studio. We kind of went all over the place tonight, didn't we? Yeah, lots of passionate talk, though. It was fun. It kind of organically went all over the show. Uh, Yeah, we we went everywhere. VAR, football tickets, the lot. I mean, in some ways, it kind of like encompassed the whole subject of everything that's been talked about on the social this week as well. There's a couple of rants, there's joy. And also as well, I'm just going to put this out. If you're eating right now (laughs) and you're quite of a sensitive nature, just put the food down, get some water and sit in a chair because we're going to be here from Colin in a few minutes and it's quite um, wincy. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. I can't struggle to listen to that. Yeah. Um, and uh, if, if you struggle with that, we'll, we'll put some numbers on for help at the end of it. Chester Football Social. Yep, good evening. It is Good Friday, it is bank holiday and for most of you that means I'm sure you're relaxing out in the sun but there is no rest for the wicked here at the Manchester Football Social and we are in the studio and we are here to talk about all things Manchester football. My name is Natalie Pike and I'm joined in the studio as always by some City and some United. From the City side I'm joined by Ant who you'll of course know from our Sunday night show which is this week on a Monday. Good evening Ant. Good evening Ant. And we are going to be talking about the heartbreak and emotion of Wednesday night and possibly the greatest game ever in the Champions League knockout stages. And I think we're also joined in the studio by um, a man who would definitely disagree that it was one of the greatest Champions League games. I'm more than sure of that. He is from the full-time Red Devils. It's Abdul. Good evening, Nat. How are you all doing? Sun's out, but unfortunately we're in here. And uh, <laughs> Ollie's been talking about reality checks for the players, so uh, we'll be chatting a bit about that. And yeah, we've got so, so, so much to talk through, as always. And um, obviously, it's a really, really busy time currently for the blue half of Manchester. And we are going to preview the game tomorrow. And we're going to look at how we can pick ourselves up. As always, we want you to get in touch. The number is 03451 You can text us 87711. And you can tweet us at MCR Footy Social. We'd love you to get involved. How are you feeling, Blues? Come on, let's have a bit of an agony, aren't, for the first part of the show. Tell us how you're all feeling. 
Ant, let's start with you. Um, Abdul, we'll come on to the Barcelona game. So, um, but I just feel like we have to start tonight's show by looking back to Wednesday night. And my heart is broken. I think the problem with it is just how high we were. It just in those, you know, those last 92 minutes, seven seconds, Raheem Sterling with the hat-trick. And, well, this, this was my reaction. Yeah, that was me. I've just moved house. So, <laughs> that's me getting very excited. I've just moved house. That's me running around the pub, hugging and kissing people I don't even know. But, <laughs> just went, and... Uh, I did that for about a minute and then sat down and uh, that's when the VAR news came. And I was on Wednesday night, um, I have a season ticket, I've had my season ticket for 21 years, as the regular listeners all know, but on Wednesday night, um, I used my season ticket to buy tickets for someone else, and I was sat in the media area, so I was sat um, on the where all the lines of the journalists are, um, and as part of the um, protocol of being in that area, you're not, you can't celebrate, because obviously people around you are yeah. working. So um, the goal went in, I jumped up, I legged it out of the media bit, into the normal seating area along with wingman who presents city square with me he legged it as well we jumped on each other we were going absolutely berserk it is the most i've celebrated gosh since i probably think since 93 20 we were going insane running up and down hugging everybody around us and then hugh ferris who also presents city square with us grabbed me and he tapped me on the shoulder and he was like no 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 it, it no it's gone too far it's gone too far and i was like what and then my heart just my little heart exploded and I don't think it's recovered and <laughs> well the thing is your heart might recover Natalie but on the phone right now we've got somebody who actually suffered some even worse damage is it Colin it is yeah Colin um so we we all know what happened on the pitch and with with the uh the decision afterwards it broke many people's hearts but it broke something else on you is that right well, it, it was actually the first Sterling goal that um, the accident occurred. So uh, after about a minute and a half of the game, I jumped up to celebrate Sterling's opener and um, smashed my heel onto the underside of my chair. And um, I've actually broken my heel and the tendon, the Achilles tendon has come away from the heel and there's a bit of bone sticking to the end of the tendon oh. and at the moment I'm sat at home with my leg in plaster waiting to see a surgeon next week to see what I have to do next. Oh my God, so what happened? Like, because obviously everybody would have been going crazy around you. What happened when people realised that something had happened to you? Well, I I jumped up and then I landed and I thought, oh, my ankle feels a bit funny. And I proper northerner, proper, <laughs> proper northerner, right there. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and then I jumped up again, thinking, oh, I'll be all right. It's just I just hurt my ankle. But then the second time I came down, it just felt as if my foot wasn't really there anymore. Um, I don't know whether anybody's ever ever had an Achilles injury, but it just felt like my foot could have gone another ten inches down it wasn't actually touching the floor um <clears throat> and then the lads who i go with my daughter who was sat in front of me sort of when because i was then sat down on the on the chair trying to take my shoe off to see what what had happened and um they're, they're looking quite concerned and then another gentleman in front of us said 
he saw he took one look at my heel, which had like a little ball at the top of my Achilles tendon, and he said, "Oh, you've ruptured your Achilles." I went, "Oh, thanks for that." <laughs> and um, to be fair to him, I didn't this, even. This know is him. in the stands. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're up. Well, right, we're about. 20 rows back in uh, in the South Stand 3, so it was right. up oh on, my the top, goodness. on the top there. <laughs> yeah. So, cut a long story short, he went and got a steward who then got the medics. Um, the, the ambulance guys came up and I had to get effectively carried down the steps to the, um, the sort of corridor as you're coming in from the from where the TV's and, and, and what, t- at what time was this in the game so there was a lot of goals well, going in around then who was three men well I was going to say by, I, I, obviously it happened at the end of the first goal by the time I got to the bottom of the steps it was 2-2 two, two. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> at least you're in this Bernardo Silva's goal yeah. <laughs> then they took me through the um, through the because I'm in South Stand 3 they, they had to take me through the away fans to take me to the um, the medical area um, whilst we sat in the medical area, we made it 3-2. Did you have a screen in front of you or anything like that? No, no, no. I, just, I could just hear it in the background. Oh, and and I, I, said, I, I said, I actually thought the third goal going in, I thought it was Tottenham that had scored because it didn't sound that loud where we were. And um, I looked on my phone because I had my phone in my hand while I was sort of trying to put needles in to give me morphine and stuff. And I was looking on my phone and I said, oh, it's, it's, we've scored again, it's 3-2. And one of the paramedics was actually a City fan as well. So we were chatting about the game and, and this and the other anyway. They got me into the ambulance just before, um, just before half-time. Gets me to the MRI. So I then started watching the game on Twitter. But there was a guy in the in the um, emergency area as well. He was watching it on Sky on his phone or BT, whichever one he was on. So gets obviously gets to the end of the game. It's four three. Sterling scores the VAR goal at the end, and I'm going yes! screaming at the top of my voice in A and E. Um, um, waiting room and this guy across the way goes uh, he's, he's sort of looking at it goes yes I scored about 10 seconds later because obviously there's a delay on his phone and I'm still jumping up and down well not jumping because I couldn't because I was in a wheelchair <laughs> at the time um, and the guy, this guy turns around and he goes no it's been disallowed and I'm going no it can't have been it can't have been and then I get a whatsapp message off one of the lads which I can't repeat um, <laughs> basically telling me that Sterling's goal had been disallowed oh, right Colin what was more painful the injury or the heartbreak oh definitely the heartbreak definitely <laughs> although right, right now I would say the, the injury is a bit more um, I've always said that I would rather retain the premiership um, than go for go you know go into the home win the Champions League, um, having not retained the Premiership previously, and having the chance of doing the domestic treble. That's always been my priority this season. You, right. you can ask anybody that, that I go to the football with. That's what I've always said. What would you rather have though? If you had the choice, would you rather have um, City through to the semi-finals of the Champions League or an intact? A ligament. <laughs> oh well, definitely the the, the former of them. So yeah, <laughs> proper proper yeah, city the, fan. Oh, Colin, thank yeah, you so much for coming on. We know just, that you, just one you're poorly. The problem I have is that just before Christmas I had a shoulder operation. Oh no! So I'm now having to try and to use to use uh, crutches <laughs> with a damaged shoulder 
which isn't great. So my partner, bless her, has um, organised a wheelchair for me, so I'm now being uh, lauded around in a wheelchair, oh. which is great. Yeah, will you, will you try and enjoy something there, Colin? Um, I'll we, try my best. We send our very best wishes to you, and hopefully, hopefully you might get to get another game before coming. the end of the season. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully Wembley. Yes. Right. Thanks, Colin. Mm-hmm. All the best, guys. Bye. 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 Oh, man, I feel sorry for him. Wow. My husband ruptured his Achilles yeah. two years ago playing football while I was heavily pregnant. How rude of him. And it took forever to heal. I mean, I don't know if he was milking it. There's a good chance, you know, because you men are pretty soft, aren't you? So there's a good chance he was milking it. But um, yeah, it was it was hell. Did, did, you, did you have a baby quicker than he got his Achilles? Pretty better? much, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you should have seen me heavily pregnant, like having to take him, like, everything to him drinks that he's toothbrush yeah. like yeah see, see now Colin, Colin sounds like a proper northerner your husband doesn't yeah. I know, I, no to be fair I know what Colin's saying my husband came home from playing football and he's like I think I've hurt myself but I don't know I'll see what it looks like in the morning like that's such a northern one of my mates has thing. the same thing and like he just kept playing football kept playing football and he's like yeah I think it's alright and then when he went to the hospital they're like what have you been doing this long like why have you not come in yet oh but yes I'm, I'm still glad that the heartbreak was more was more painful yeah. for him oh, I mean if if you've had an injury like that, if you've, you've celebrated something, I mean, it could even be something non-football related, but if you've done that and you, you've managed to cause yourself an injury, 0345 the closest I can think of with that was scoring a goal in five aside and like dummy in the keeper and um, I took it past the last defender and pulled my hamstring at that point. And, and, and so I had to kick it on my weaker foot and fell over kicking it. But just then couldn't celebrate because the hamstring—it was a proper tear as well of my hamstring. Oh man! But that's that's nothing compared to what Colin's been doing. I done my knee a bit in Paris, to be fair, because I was right at the front, and like everyone just piled down, and I was like, "Oh no!" As I literally both my knees were like there, and when I left, like literally for a week, I couldn't feel my knees. Pure pain wherever I touch it. Totally it was worth, worth it though. Yeah, it's totally worth Let me it. guess, you didn't go to the doctors about it though, did you? Nah. No, proper not. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not. a bit dodgy. I'm not going to the doctors yet. No. Of course not. Well, I think, you know, obviously um, we're going to preview tomorrow's game a little bit later on, but I am going to pick myself up for tomorrow. But what is it about? I mean, do you guys feel the same? We, we were talking about it earlier, and The kind of, the ups and the downs of that game, the emotions, yeah. the complete and absolute deflation that we felt at the end of it is part of the sort of sadistic reason why we all love football yeah Yeah, of course moments like that I mean obviously as a United fan we had like you guys winning the league like that and you have that those moments of football but again with us you look at Paris we win in the last minute you didn't expect it and then you get the downs as well. It's, it's the ups and downs of football, and, and it makes it a lot sweeter when you win something in it. Like after this, if City will probably beat Spurs on a weekend now because they want revenge, and and it'll be a bigger game then. And you'll go on, and if you go on to win the league, then it'll just feel that bit sweeter as well. But it, it was probably the biggest game in Champions League that I've watched in terms of the, everything that was going on. It was brilliant to watch. There you go. A United fan saying that, that was the biggest it, game it in was, the Champions it was League. The, I've never seen a game like it in the Champions League. You know, end to end. We've as a United fan, I've seen a lot of close games with Chelsea, Barcelona, where it's one nil, two nil, quite intense. Yeah, your two ones, all those tight games in Europe against Madrid and that. But in terms of end to end, four goals within the first twenty minutes, it was it was as a neutral. Obviously, I did want Spurs to go through, but the neutrals in football, it would have been like the perfect night in to watch a bit of Champions League football. Mm. But you're not just a United fan. You're you're 
Statman. Right. You, you, yeah, you, you, I, I, you I do a bit of the stats for Statman Dave. Yeah. So, so, so we like, were quite on the go, like every two seconds. Donado Silva, what's happening here? And uh, I think Sterling had a good one. I don't remember what it was. I think he was like the first uh, English player to score a hat trick in a long time. I can't remember what it was, but it, it was in the knockout stages. It must have been like 15 something years it was ridiculous wow. like well we never got that anyway you never got that <laughs> cheers cheers for that abdul the stat that never was, <laughs> that never was. so what did you make of the, you know from your sort of yeah. with your statistician statistician head on yeah. um sort of football expert head on what did you make of the var decisions and then um, i'll ask you in a minute and i wonder if they'll be different yeah. the, the thing is obviously a lot of united fans have a laugh and it'll end up biting us in the backside all of us it, that Personally, I've, I, I watch a lot of Italian football. Juventus almost my second team. Obviously, a lot of people in my family spot them and I watch them and I've been seeing the transition there in Syria. And it, I think they've started to become so efficient with it where even it was a lot quicker than allowing its celebrations to go on that long. And it's the heartbreak of it. Like when, when you hear the guy, of course, you guys heard him say, that's a VAR decision. It's, it's a bit of a weird one. I think it was... It could have been a bit better. I think the, the the ref doesn't always have to go on and look to the screen. That's the difference. In Italian football, they don't do that uh, that much now. They let the game go on and they, they make the decision in the background. Have they had it for longer in, in Italian football than we've had over here? Just They've had it now to two, seasons, two right. or four seasons now. And I think it's become efficient. It needs a bit of time. Um, the English refs need to understand it as well. But I just think if, if it's efficient and the guys in the background, whoever, what in the VR room, are, are making the decisions a lot quicker, unless it's a bit of like the Lorente handball where he has to go and look at it, that might make sense. But I think it needs to be a, a bit more efficient for us, you know, to, to enjoy it a bit more because it's a fair result at the end of the day. As I understand it with the, the Sterling VAR yeah. call... There was nothing to indicate there was a problem with it. It's no, just, it it's just there's a standard policy now. You have to review it. Yeah, right. you have so to it's that, that's it. for red cards. That's yeah. for red cards goals. and goals. Red cards and goals is basically yeah, right. it. Every that. goal that gets scored now when VAR is in play gets yeah. automatically reviewed. Yeah, I think basically what happens is as soon as it's gone in, they have to, like, even if he looks like a mile on, I think they've just got to have to review it. Um, even, just in case. What, what was that in Madrid and Ajax? The ball had gone out for a throw-in. Uh, they looked like a throw-in and they reviewed it for like four minutes that night. A full four minutes, I remember the, the game stopped because you couldn't see if the ball had gone out for the throw-in in a build-up and it was like a whole like 20 seconds before the goal. Now, this is, is, part of the now goal this is something that happens quite a lot in American football, for yeah. example. So you'll see touchdowns scored, but then it's called back because there was a flag on the play, there was something thrown. Yeah. Um, but I think the, the difficulty for me is, and we heard it at the start of the show, was that, you know, I couldn't keep that in. You know, and I'm sure, yeah. like, when yeah. Natalie told her story running up and down as well, you, you, and obviously Paul Colin uh, there telling his story of what happened to him. Your initial thing is, like, when your team scores, you have that, and when it's a big game, it's even yeah. more. And so, I, I don't know if we can, are we going to have to learn to put a lid on that and just that, play That's the killer, up? man. That's what the nicest thing in football to celebrate in a last minute winner in, in a big game. And, now you're gonna have to have that in the back of your mind. It affects how you celebrate, and, and you have doubt over it. Now I've, I've witnessed three VAR moments in the ground. I went uh, in Paris, obviously the, the handball. We didn't expect it. We just seen it come up on the screen, VAR penalty, and we, I just couldn't believe it had happened. But that 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 was that was a great moment. And then you go to Barcelona from the, where we were sat. Fred clearly won the ball. It was not a penalty all day, and we were happy because Fred was just walking off like you'll check it. It's not a penalty. But then you get that horrible side of football. We, we've not witnessed that. We'll all end up having it, to be honest. And we all had to laugh about it. But 
it's not being able to celebrate a last minute winner is going to be a killer and it does have an effect mm. on you because you're thinking it back in your mind you're like I can't enjoy this goal d- and I'm not sure yet and I don't like yeah. that that's the only thing that I don't like about VAR I understand it's fair that's the only bit that it kills that 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 football fan experience at home it might be a little bit different but, but even at home you want to celebrate but in the ground hugging all your mates and everyone around you it does kill it a bit that I don't think I'll be able to stop myself like Ant said I just don't think I'll be able to yeah. stop myself I think it's one of those things that I have to accept that I'm going to have to take on the chin mm. like that that feeling from you know the complete and, and it's heartbreak the same, for the, the same for the players as well you saw yeah. Sterling's celebration as well and how yeah. crestfallen he was and again I mean he, he, he he's again come to the, the fore in, in how he's matured as a person and the post that he put out about it I don't know if you saw like his, his, his tweet the next day and he was talking about you know obviously it's really difficult to pick ourselves up but we go on we carry forward and um, you know it just wasn't meant to be yeah. and the, just the look on his face having gone from like as you say first first English player to score a hat-trick in the Champions League 15 years uh, and put us through to that but then I, I guess the, the, as footballers as professional athletes and competitors they're trained to sort of move on to the next thing deal with it move on but as fans I don't, I don't think I mean I'm still scarred by things that happened 20 years ago you <laughs> yes. know, unresolved yeah. emotional maybe, maybe we need some kind of like football yeah. counselling in, involved in all this yeah was it Ro- I do comes to my head now like you say things I'm still scarred by was it Robbie Williams not Robbie Williams <laughs> Robbie Fowler that missed a penalty when yeah, we played um, the, Middlesbrough. Middlesbrough last day of the yeah, season and, and that we, we would have got into the Europa yeah. and I was devastating. Oh, um, I do think, though, on the flip side, in terms of the experience, the emotional experience of VAR, what it must have felt like to be a Tottenham fan, you are, you think you're going out, your heart is broken, and then your heart is mended by VAR. Like, yeah. that experience, uh, you know, mm. hopefully, we'll, you know, we might feel that one day, um, but that experience must be amazing. Yeah, it was in Paris, it was, it was amazing just having that, because the, when the Lord took the shot, it just looked like I was like, "What are you doing?" Because it looked like it might have just gone straight over the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then out of nowhere, it just seemed like smacking his hand towards the ref, and and it was a lot of. It's so annoying that the cameras never picked this up, and and the camera work was horrible on TV that day because they didn't go to the United fans right after Rashford scored. It was like the Haya Paris fans, Buffon. Like it was annoying, but. Once the penalty you was You want to given, get on TV, Abdul, is that it? I was on TV a lot that night, actually. It was funny. I was on TV like three or four times. Look at my knees. Look at my knees. It was actually funny. I was on a lot. But it was just like, because you want to see how the fans were after. Yeah. I love watching that and thought the connection between the players and the fans. But once the penalty would, was given, we celebrated like we'd won a league. Like, yeah. literally, like, you just see, like, the khaki fist bump and the, the guys are on the floor and they couldn't believe it. And you just knew, like... I've been banging on. I was like, Rashford needs to be taking the penalties. And uh, that was the moment. So VAR does bring those moments. But again, those killer last minute winners, you have to keep thinking, have we done it? Have we not? Mm. I don't I don't know if I can take it to the chin, that. Because that, that would just be an absolute killer, man. Oh, it is. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm, I'm a grown woman and I was I was holding the tears back yeah. for fear of just looking a little bit embarrassed. Right, I'm so sorry. We've talked a lot about that and we haven't got a chance to talk about the Barcelona game, but we will do in a minute. Just really quickly, yes or no answer. Were you both happy with the VAR? De- well, obviously not happy. Were the VAR decisions correct, Ant? Too clinical for me, but yes. Well, the the the, the Sterling one was a centimetre offside. Yes, the VAR on the Lorente goal is more about interpretation of the law. I agreed. Think. Yes, I agree. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. agreed. Okay, we're all agreed. Right, lovely. So we'll be back in a minute. We'll be talking about. We'll, we'll look at the Barcelona game, and then um, as Abdul said before, Olis Doni's press conference today, where he's mentioned that some of the United players need a reality check. So we'll also be looking into that before we go ahead and preview the weekend's games. 
Manchester Football Social. So this is it, the voice of the fans, the Manchester Football Social. I'm Ant McGinley. You'll normally get me on a Sunday. Uh, I'll be back on mo- holiday Monday this week uh, with Alex Boardman. But right here, right now, I'm joined by fellow City fan Natalie Pike. Good evening. And also from Full Time Devils, uh, Abdul is here. Good evening, guys. Ad- adding some authenticity and accuracy to everything that we talk about emotionally here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so it's been a, a big week. Both teams, both Manchester clubs, going out of Europe. So we, we, we've cried and we've winced at Colin's story about what happened to him. Uh, we've talked quite a lot about City, but obviously as well, uh, United uh, came a cropper against Barcelona. And I think that was something a lot of people predicted, um, but I don't think people expected it to go as, as quietly into the night as you did. It's... Uh... It's a bit of a weird one that against Barcelona. I thought we started the game off so well and then, you know, we just give away such an easy goal. Again, we gifted them like three or four goals. I think Liverpool will have them now next round. It's just got in no, that you get the No, no, you don't. Do you really? I, I think Liverpool have definitely got them. Tactically, Barcelona horrendous to watch. This Abdul, you've, I thought so the heart was broken, but it yeah. wasn't because it now is. That, oh, yeah, that, that, for me, it's even worse for me, obviously, with you guys, but... I think with us and Liverpool, it's just so much worse. Sometimes they've got to watch them. And I don't know, hopefully Ajax or Spurs, because I just can't... The way Barcelona play, as soon as you press them, you win the ball back. That's how That's how many chances we got at the start. McTominay, Rashford, all we had to do is press them, win the ball back, but we missed those chances and we made mistakes. Ashley Young cutting back on his right foot. He's, play, he's a 33-year-old ex-winger playing at left-back and stuff like that. That I just think Liverpool, have, you know, you've got Andy Robertson, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, a completely different side who are ready for me. United were not ready that night and unfortunately that when we got the chances we didn't take them, then you give them mistakes. That's how it goes. It was, it was, it was heartbreaking actually because we had two great days in Barcelona. Went there, went down there pretty early and, and it was just such a beautiful city went around there and to be honest, I didn't think we'd win. I didn't think we'd go through. I thought we would, we would do the same exact sort of we'd have the same exact sort of problems that we did at have at Trafford and, you know, sort of hand them goals because that's what Barcelona make you do, especially when you got players who aren't comfortable in position like uh, Ashley Young and that, you know, those sort of situations happen in Chris Marlin and I did expect us to go out, but it, it was a beautiful city to visit and it's just one of those experiences that you got to take it on the chin as a fan. Like I said, the good times and the bad times and even though you knew, I knew that we were going to go out, mm. I just enjoyed the trip regardless. I've been to Barcelona to watch City in the Champions League as well. Um, I've been to quite a few away Champions League games and on a few of the occasions we have not turned, I would say that we have not turned up. Did you feel as a fan, it's it's such a kick in the teeth yeah. when you've travelled so far and you think, oh come on, you? I thought you was at least going to put up a bit of a fight. It does, it does kill you as a fan. When you when you go anywhere and especially when you go in Europe and, and your players aren't putting in that effort and after the game, not everyone of them come over and clapped us unfortunately and that is if you just see how much we paid as well 75 quid for the tickets it's an absolute joke they tried charging us 102 quid and um, the view was horrible obviously that's that's not what the locals pay as well because yeah it's not we met we met locals the day before and they were telling us i can't believe you're paying that much i can't believe he's like if you if you come down like and then you chat to us or we can go and get you one from the ticket obviously not on the away end but they say you can get them for like 60 euros yeah, and stuff like easily. that. There's some good and, ones and, and as the, well. And the thing is as well, it, as long as it's not like the big games against Real Madrid, you can literally walk down the Ramblers to the, yeah. where the little ticket booths are and pick up a ticket for like 40 euros. It's and madness. It's, it's just crazy. 
I think mm. UEFA need to do something about that because they tried charging Liverpool fans 133. Uh, no, 133. Yeah, something like that. Something mental. Um, and then basically the same thing. They subsidised it. Obviously, 100. I think it might be 119 actually. If I'm wrong. See, I, I don't subsidise 33 euros and same thing. But it doesn't change anything because it's still charging the Barcelona yeah. fans. I don't understand this because I think. I mean, we were talking about this before we came on, Natalie. I don't think that the actual mm. ticket revenue, especially when you're at that level. When you're your Barcelona's, your Man United's, your El Madrid's, your Man City's, the the money they make on the on the gate, and we worked out it's probably maybe fifty million a year, which is significant, right? Yeah. But it's not the biggest income that they're going. There's other things that are coming in from all, all the sponsorships, yeah. the TV money, all those things. Twenty years ago, thirty years ago, yes, that's your main bread and butter. Now it's significant, but it's not everything. Yeah. And especially when you're having games that aren't always full. Mm-hmm. If we had something like where you said, well, all right, we're going to make it, we're going to cap it. We're going to cap it for the Champions League, for the away fans. I think Just it needs to be capped 100%. I think maybe 40 quid. 40 quid's pretty fair. You're going away in Europe to, let's see. Yeah, you're paying 30 in Britain, bra. so... Yeah, I think 40 quid would be pretty fair, but I think they need to cap it because Barca are just taking the mick right now and just go running away with it every time they're upping the price every every round and it's a joke yeah well have, have you seen um slightly off topic i do apologize but have you seen the fa cup final ticket prices that have come out so that's I've not actually seen them right now 145 i think 145 120 70 and 50 it's something like that yeah. so i remember I mean, paying something around i think i paid around 90 for mine yeah and i was at the time i think i was like 18 so that was a joke yeah. like yeah so the rfa was, was bad I, as, I, as, as I, 42 for. that's a joke as well yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's mental though because you think about it, the, the game's almost just being taken away from the real support and i don't like that it's just slowly getting taken away from us and we all talk about like having tourists in the ground and that and it's good like having a mixture of people in coming from all over the world and i think even in terms of atmosphere, it does affect your atmosphere because not the real fans, the the ones from the home city and all that, that want to go to their club and the working uh, class, they can't really get to games. And I think that takes away from the atmosphere and, and it's happening in Europe and in England as well, unfortunately. I think there needs to be more care from the clubs. I mean, we're, we are freezing season tickets now pretty much at City uh, United every season. Well, but yeah, mine went, randomly, mine went up 15 quid last year. And do you know yeah. what? It annoyed me because I just thought it was so random. Like, what is 15 quid to yeah, the club? Exactly. Like, it just seemed like, like, like silly. Um, but yeah, so we went slightly off on topic there, but I like it when that happens. Yeah, like because I, th- I feel like as well, ticket prices is something that you, that should unite all football fans. Yeah. It's something we should all agree on. And it's not, even, it's not even about whether you're working class or not, because the thing is, it's about what your priorities are in life. And the fact is, you know, if, if you, if it's important to you, you'll find a way and it might mean, well, I'm maybe not going to take that weekend break or whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to all combine it with, you know, we're going to go to the game, but then yeah. we'll have that weekend in Barcelona with the family. Uh, it does affect you like that. It's like with me, I was trying to get to Stockholm, Europa League final, and I wasn't working that year. I was in college, and, and it was like between, because I'd gone off the season ticket because they were too expensive to get, and I'd just moved out. So I was like, it's either get to the Europa League final or get a season ticket, and I picked to get the season ticket. I wish I didn't, and I wish I'd just gone Stockholm. Oh. Things like that, that just kill you as a fan, and it was too expensive for someone my age at the time. Like, like I said, it's the fact you have to. You said it as well. Right now, you have to start prioritizing things. It shouldn't really be like that. You should be able to get to every game, yeah. if like within means, obviously. 
So City have done, um, I don't know if you've seen this on, on Twitter, yesterday City came out um, and announced that they're providing free coach travel to the FA Cup, um, which, you know, instantly I just thought was brilliant because, you know, they don't have to do that. That yeah. is a gesture. And then um, they released a statement saying that it is 20, 23 or 26 coaches um, with one every coach being paid for by... Uh, a member of the squad and so um, it's something like 50 coaches sorry 26 coaches hold about 50 people each so you're mm. looking at what 1300 1400 odd people will get free coach travel is the details yeah. now I think personally I think that's brilliant yeah. um, they can't affect the cost of the FA Cup price the tickets so they are trying in a way to help us subsidise the cost of the travel now it won't affect me because I live in North Wales yeah. so I will be getting the train down but I still think it's brilliant but I've seen I don't know about you Anne on Twitter I've seen the club getting attacked for this yeah. and I cannot fathom for the life of me how people can attack the club for this it was it was the same thing when uh, Raheem bought those 550 tickets for local kids at his old school to go to the game and people went oh it's PR and people come on and I just think there's generally there is there is a, a bandwagon that people get on of just you know somebody pokes their head above the parapet and they just have a go at them. But yeah. I think the important thing is if you just take the step back, whatever the reasons behind it, it's the difference that it makes to those people that are going to benefit from it. Yeah. Because actually, it means it's not just about the cost of the travel. Because you've got the coach, that means you're going to get back as well, which means you don't have to fork out for a, a hotel room. Yeah. Which, you know, we've had the situation before where we've had games in London where they finish so late. Well, I think we will stay because it's five o'clock kickoff oh, and getting yeah. back to North Wales at that time. I is... had to do that with Arsenal and the FA Cup and, and their ticket, obviously, thank God now that they changed their ticket prices, they had the cap on it, but I had to stay in a hotel in London because I'd work that night as well. It was just impossible to get back in time and all those things around the football affect you, where to stay, where you're going to go out, eat, drink and, and you travel... And I think football clubs and, and the FA, everything in general, everyone needs to start looking at it and, and understand where the fans are coming from more and that there's a lot of money going into football, not just for the tickets itself. You've got to pay for everything else, getting there, like I said, and and, and live in the atmosphere around the, around the game day. Obviously, that, that costs you a lot of money. And your Twitter can be wonderful for football. We know it can, you know. Um, you know, it, it, it has positive things. But for the minute, I, I just feel like I absolutely hate Twitter at the minute yeah. because it just feels like you can't do right for doing wrong at the minute for, for, for anything. You know, the club have done this and they're getting a slating. You know, it's a slating coming from, from what you've seen, is it coming from other fans or City fans? Both, both. Really? I mean, I've, really seen, I've seen City fans on Twitter saying, um, well, what about me? I live on the South Coast. Oh, well, unlucky, you know. You can't. I mean, great. Well, uh, I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you're Yeah, yeah. Fan. I live in North Wales. Yeah. It doesn't work for me, but I still think it's a great gesture. Yeah, you want to try and get as many as you, your fans up there with you. Some of them that might actually make the difference whether they go or not because it's not exactly going down. exactly. Yeah. And then I've seen people go, "Oh, but it's a dry coach." All right, okay. So you can't have a drink on it. Again, you know, so, sorry for that. If you want to have a drink, you'll have to yeah. make your own I'll way take down. The train and you can um, have, a, yeah. have a drink on there. Exactly. The trains might be dry as well, by the way. Um, and then I've, I see other people yeah. say it's just a PR stunt. Why is it? just 23 coaches why isn't it 100 oh come on can we well, just stop being negative it's not for easy a to minute? line up years, you all have an effect so is there something that the clubs could do say for example like City are listening right now and the people behind this idea of putting the coaches out do you think there's something that they could do that 
every fan would get behind that nobody yeah. would say that's a bad idea. We have to start controlling the price of tickets. We have to. So there was Walter, who, um, wonderful, Walter from Blue Moon Rising was yeah. on the Tuesday night show, the city show with me. Um, and he did a wonderful sort of three minute passionate talk about it, which you can, if you haven't heard, you can get it on the podcast. It's also been clipped up and it's on, on all Twitter, of our socials. Yeah, yeah. At um, MCR Footy Social. Yeah. And he was caught, he was calling out the club in terms of the prices of the tickets at the club sets. We can call out the, the FA for the prices of those cup tickets and UEFA for the prices of the Champions League. And we can all come together. We should all come together in one unanimous football voice that says this is ridiculous. Now, ticket prices are too much. Yeah, I think I think we need to have a, a more of a stand. We did the away day stuff, didn't we, with yes. a £30 cap. And even though I would have liked to bought a bit more people to get involved, it made a difference. We ended up exactly. getting the cap. So it's definitely worth, I think you have City and United playing at Old Trafford next week. You get both sets of fans bringing in a flag or something like that. In a big game in the Premier League, that could, could be a changer in how the, the league goes. All the eyes are on it. That's yeah. the sort of moment where you want your fans to, you know, get together and do something like that because it's becoming a joke now how much fans are being charged. I love that idea as well. And the, a big game like that, at a derby game, but doing something where they stand together and they, they do the same thing together to show that despite the rivalry in the game, they are they are together when it comes to this issue off the game. Um, yeah, so that, that's how I feel about it. That's how passionately I feel about that. Uh, if um, you want to get your feelings <laughs> in on that as well, you can give us a call 0345 or drop us a text 87711 and we'll look ahead to this weekend's fixtures after a short break. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Manchester Football Social. Welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. Myself, Abdo, with Anne and Nat. Uh, just talking all things, obviously, on the weekend. We've got Everton away for Manchester United. Manchester City take on Spurs. A lot of changes for the title race and as well for the top four Champions League spots. We've been just going off topic, left, right and centre here um, because obviously there's, there's just so much to talk well, about in the world of football. And it's technically, lovely. technically, it's not off topic because it's all about City and United. So it's Very good City. point, yeah. yes. In terms of what we told you we were going to talk about. <laughs> and one of those things was, um, of course, it was Ole's press conference today ahead of the game on Sunday. And he said in his press conference, um, some players are in need of a reality check. What did you make of that, Abdul? Um, I understand where he's coming from. I think some of the players... I won't say they just see themselves a bit too much and, and then they think they're better than what they are but sometimes you do feel it and I think a lot of it was directed to Anthony Martial from what we hear I do understand that because I just think there just had to be a better effort from some of those players that are, are quality players like Anthony Martial on that night in Barcelona he needs to be doing better off the ball and, and they need to understand that you know, you look at the likes of Raheem Sterling Human Son, Eden Hazard those top wingers in the Premier League if you think yourself on the, you're on that level you're currently not and you need to be there and, and unfortunately a lot of those players aren't stepping up and that's the reality check sort of is giving them um, and it put, it's push, putting them under pressure before the summer because hopefully a lot of changes are made in the summer they're definitely needed and, and hopefully that's a kick up uh, the backside obviously for those United players So I'm, I'm a little bit lost obviously because I've been so focused on City this week with everything going on what's the situation with you guys now in terms of finishing fourth in the league where, where are you at? We're not actually in the worst possible situation you'd think that would be. Well, uh, technically, uh, where, you, well, where Mourinho left. Well, with well, Mourinho, <laughs> Mourinho, we were basically out of any chance of, of, of the top four. I think uh, just before we played Cardiff that weekend, Arsenal had won 
uh, someone else had won and then it would it would have been like an 11 points difference and I don't know how we've managed to pull that back then obviously we'll go to Wolves away recently drop points there Arsenal away so it could have been a lot more comfortable but we're only three points away from Spurs who are in, who are in third and I'd imagine City can do the job against Spurs and if we beat Everton which we'll have to beat them then we're going to be level on points so it will make the top four race really interesting so you need us to beat Tottenham tomorrow and then Basically, you'll let yeah. us win on Wednesday. As long as Tottenham drop points somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that, that's an interesting game as well. So I'm, I'm going tomorrow and I'll be going to Natalie Pike style, as they call it. I'll be in the press area for the oh, first time. Oh, don't forget, you can't celebrate. You'll get you'll get scorned on. Oh, do, well, the, the thing is, I, w- I would have been scorned very much the, the other night. But uh, so I, I honestly think that although as fans we're struggling today still like to, to 48 hours afterwards i think as a team it's probably going to take a lot of the pressure off because this has been dominating everything that we've done for the last three months really it's been this talk of the quadruple the quadruple yeah. the quadruple and now that's gone like they say the shackles are off and i actually think that it just takes that pressure off because we could still we're still in a very good chance of um getting a, a treble which is incredible but it can still retain the uh, premier league and a chance at the FA Cup. I honestly think that if it goes that way, we can just steamroll. And it looks very much like we'll have to do that um, think, to the next season. Do that. You never know. Like a game like Newcastle Liverpool, that that's one when Liverpool mm. might, you know, drop points. Rafa wants to prove a point to the Liverpool board and everything that went wrong with him, and and obviously Liverpool. So you never know what happens in that. Uh, it's just for me, City. I would have said a couple of weeks ago. I would have said, you know what, Liverpool definitely winning the title now because all those games where it should have gone wrong, it just didn't go wrong. And it kept happening every week, every week. They still managed to get the result. And I'm like, when's this going to stop? And they get the result again. And then now that City are out, you just imagine them just steamrolling, like you said, through pretty much everything. Unfortunately, it'll probably be United. A lot of United fans, obviously, including myself, you're like, or do we want to beat them? Do we want to not? I don't yeah. really fancy us anyways, to be fair. It gets the way that we've been playing recently. So... It's a, it's a bit of a weird one. Obviously, as a United fan, no matter what situation you're in, it's the derby. You always want to go out and, and the players are going to go out and try and beat City that day. Um, even if Liverpool go on to win the league, the, the professional way of doing it is you go out and you want to make the top four because Liverpool will eventually win the league in, in, in the coming years. They're going to be right up there challenging. So, You've just got to do your part, to be honest, and try well, and make Champions League football. The, the, the point was made uh, last season, wasn't there, with, uh, with United, that Jose said it a few times as well. How many points did United finish with last season? Um, oof, I can check. Because well, he always said, in, in almost every other Premier League, we would have won it with that many points. As, it was 80-something, I think. Well, as it stands at the minute, the points that City and Liverpool are on would have won the Premier League in every other season except last season when City won it on I 100. I think Chelsea... What, what are City and Liverpool on now? Uh, it's 83. I think Chelsea got 90s before, but I think it was about maximum points. It'll be like yeah. the first two teams that get maximum points and the, whoever finishes second has never won the league Yeah, with finishing that many points as well. It's, it's ridiculous. I think it's the second team, so the team, whoever's second now, obviously City, with that many points, has never not, not won the league on that many is, it's, it's pretty brilliant, isn't it? Like Yeah, that, it's insane. It's, it's just yeah. such a high competition at the top. And <laughs> you say it's brilliant, but I was just pointing out... That oh, I've I, seen it, yeah. Of, I, of course, I'm not Liverpool and City winning. <laughs> you know, how tight it's been. It's, it's brilliant to watch. I love seeing Liverpool from, and City. No, 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 no. For a completely how different reason. How tight it's been from right. an outside of look of a United fan. It's uh, obviously... 
it's, it's really tight up there and, and it shows how good the Premier League is. United need to be back up there, to be honest, competing with them. All right, so you're a stat man. You, you look at football stats yeah. all the time, results, all that kind of thing. Looking at what the fixtures are and where it's going, do you think this season is going to go down to the last day? <sighs> oh, I can't. I can't see it. Mm. I've hit Liverpool, got Wolves on the last day and they've got Newcastle on. The Wolves could be the... We keep seeing the hiccups and, and then they keep steamrolling through but those then, games. But then City have Brighton on the last day and Brighton really need those points now after they losing to Cardiff in yeah. the week as well. It, I think it could go down to the last day. <laughs> See, I, I didn't I want you to say really that. It could go down to the last day. Because I think it could. Because United might get a result against City because we need that top four. It could get down to the last day. I think New. I think I just have a weird feeling Liverpool will drop. I think they, they won't lose. They, they won't lose any of those games coming up to the last day, but they will drop yeah, points for that. a draw. I just have a feeling of that. But I also have a feeling City will, and I think it'll I go do. down to the last day where City will have a goal difference one. So, I think it's. I like it again. Outside of United's first perspective, it's going to be mental watching that. Because we don't want to watch City and Liverpool winning it, but it just shows how crazy the Premier League is right now. The top four is going to be enjoyable to watch on the last day. Didn't they do it in um, Scotland for a long time? They used to call it Helicopter Sundays. And yeah. because it was the end of the season, and so literally they would have the the trophy for the championship in a helicopter. They've done that. I'm sure they've done that before in the Premier League as well. Yeah, like sort of put yeah. it put it somewhere ready to move it. To be honest, <laughs> for ages it was basically around United all the time. They didn't really yeah. have to look at it. Oh, yeah. hey. Hey. Can, you remember, can you remember that far back, Abdul? <laughs> I can actually. I can. <laughs> so of course, um, as, as we've said, that we are playing Tottenham tomorrow. As everybody knows, the third of the three games. Um, obviously, after the game in the midweek. Can I, can I just point out as well? We did win in midweek. I know. We, no, but this is the I thing know. we were forgetting. We won. We won. We won that game. Yeah. Um, although it doesn't feel like it at all. It does not feel I like it. But we did I win. love the, the that that rule in the Champions League. To be fair, the away goal rule. Oh, you do love it because we went three against Paris with it. <laughs> well, the, the interesting thing I read an article the next day. I can't remember which paper it was in, and it was saying that City season could be completely defined by two missed penalties. Mares against Liverpool at Anfield yeah. Yeah. and uh, Aguero. Aguero at White Hart Line. Yeah. It does feel like one of them now, like those two moments. Because I remember United having a couple of them back in the no! day. No! And, and they're horrible when you look back at them. Just if you... No. I remember us nearly winning the treble in 2008 again and, and the penalty Portsmouth as well at home. That still kills me. It wasn't a penalty. Then Rio Ferdinand has to go and go for it and, and the way they snatched that game off us Portsmouth. We were on our way to another treble. But here's what it is. One treble's enough and uh, as long as City well, we'll be on that quadruple. <laughs> we are still well and truly in for the for a treble this year. And I'm going to say no to that, And I'm going to say our season will not be defined by those two penalties because we will go on and win the league. Uh, from the game on Wednesday night, yeah. we are going to pick but, ourselves up I mean, it, it, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's ruined it for us, but potentially the difference would have been had we got that three points at, at Liverpool, we would have had so much more breathing space over the last couple of months which we've not had it has been a little back, back and forth and although we've got the game in the hand game in hand we still don't have the points on the table and so there is that little bit of nervous but I, I don't yeah. know about you but like I'm saying I'm not nervous anymore about the league yeah I know what you mean are you are you kind of in it right just we've got we've just got to go for it now we've just got to do, put everything out there on the table and maybe, maybe I'm just emotionally drained yeah, I've got that's nothing left it. yeah do you know what's funny though I've, I um, 
I keep I've, I've referenced in the show loads of times that I'm that I'm heartbroken and I was absolutely heartbroken. But I also feel a real steely type of resilience inside me, which is like this like revenge type. Okay, that's how it's gonna that's how it's gonna end for us on that game, is it? With the away goal rule and VAR. Right. Well, we'll show you now, and we'll go out and we'll absolutely destroy you tomorrow, Tottenham, and we'll go on and we'll yeah. win the league. And that's what we want to hear. That's what we need. <laughs> well, it's also made really me wonder. That to be like, from City. The, the, the City fans have not always had the greatest relationship with the Champions League. Let's be honest. Uh, we had the 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 fine and the game behind closed doors in Russia that never was because of the racist chance that we had before. The fine that was only like a couple of quid. Uh, the booing of the Champions League anthem and then potentially getting fined for that. And I just wonder if what's happened with the VIR a little bit is gonna is gonna change change that even make that relationship even more sour. Ah, uh, I, I don't know. I think of of course with it with uh, the the Champions League, United have been in it for like forever. When since I've been watching football, and we have missed the season here or two, but it's just one of them because you're, you're in it with the elite and you want to win it every year. I think you just like I said, you got to take those hits because when when you eventually if, if City do go on on to win it, it'll just feel a bit sweeter because you've always yeah. tried getting there. So, I mean, I think with City, they just Pep Guardiola just seems to overthink sometimes those big Champions League ties. I think the first game uh, away from from home for City, personally, I think it was the wrong setup from Pep Guardiola in that first game last season. Shocked me actually how he set himself up against Liverpool. You know, Sane out there out wide in a bit of a weird position as well. Gundogan um, it was positioned oddly as well in that Liverpool yeah. game last season. I think they just thought sort of, City would have to chill out next season and just take it on game by game in the Champions League if they want to win it. I think you've got a point there because I'm trying to. I'm struggling to remember more than one or two games in the Premier League where City have conceded three goals or more. Yeah, in the Champions League over the last three seasons, we've now got Spurs, Celtic and Monaco all scoring three goals against us in a game. So, you know, is, is it that it's just a different standard of, of club or just that mentality when we go into it? It could be a bit, it's a bit of both, you know, Pep Guardiola again changing things up when I personally think he shouldn't have in some of those Champions League ties and overthinking it, you're in the elite mm. competition that all plays on your mind and it might take a couple of hits before you know City then have to take it all the way to the end and then you might even get a bigger hit in the, champ- in the final because I've had to, to ha- take those some of those hits as a United fan and they're not easy to take yeah. but like I said if you end we up winning it we got beat by Wigan you're talking to here you know who you're talking to here we've got another club beginning with W in the FA Cup remember oh. Uh, we've just, just got a minute left of the show, guys. Um, so, just quickly looking ahead to the weekend. So, United against Everton, you really need this win, don't you? We need it, and we need, again, like said, City to beat Spurs as well, because then that's the, the point difference maker, because then they're third, we're sixth, and those three points instantly, then win, win the same points. And, uh, yeah, I, I think we really need those three points. We need to step back up, and, and hopefully the likes of Alexis Sanchez can pull a miracle or something in his career right now, oh, because be we need it. it. He had a shot on target against Barcelona, so yeah, that's Anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, had a shot on target. All, all I wanted was that goal at the new camp, and he couldn't put it oh. away. Yeah. Well, um, Natalie, tomorrow, what do you reckon then? 
yeah, I think we're going to absolutely wallop them and come out with full force revenge. Um, and, 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 and I can't wait. And I think the fans are really going to be up for it. And I think that in a, a sort of another sadistic way, that result is going to cement our kick on now to win the Premier League. Are you on City Square tomorrow if anybody's I, going to the game? Yes, sure. I'm City Square starts nice and early tomorrow because obviously it's a half yeah. So get down to see us from about 10. <laughs> I, I, I think, I think de- the weather's going to be similar as well. So it should be a glorious day. Uh, Abdul, thank you very much. Uh, Natalie, thank you very much. Thank I've you, been and, and uh, check out the podcast as well. Remember, there's a United version and a City version. Just look for Manchester Football Social wherever you get your podcasts. Manchester Football Social. Subscribe to the podcast now and never miss a show. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.